Hello, Bopheads. Welcome to another episode of Clinical Bopulations. Before we get started, I just wanted to give a shout out to Brian, Marissa, and Justin for being our Patreon supporters. If you would like to support us as well, you can do so at patreon.com slash clinicalbopulations. Clinical. Clinical. My name is Gabby. I'm Allison. And I'm John. And welcome to Clinical Population. Introducing music therapists to new bops and new bops to music therapy. All right. Episode 24. 24. Yes. Um, Guys, we actually just had our uh, one year anniversary slash clinical population's birthday. Happy birthday birthday to us. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Crazy. We've been out of a year. Oh, I can't believe it. And so many things have happened. Mm -hmm. So many things are going to happen. I know. 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Today I was at work um, and we were having a board meeting. And um, apparently 10 years ago they had, you know, their like 10 year plan meeting. And so with 2020 coming up, that's the end of the 10 years. So they're having their 10 year planning for the next. Oh, wow. Like decade Mm -hmm. so on the slide it said 2030 and i was like i'm having so much anxiety like like, i can't even fathom 2020 (laughs) movies about the future are supposed to say 2030 at the bottom like i know it's just weird I was. We don't have flying cars yet, right? Like, <laughs> I saw an Instagram post today that was like, "These are the last couple of months of, of this decade. Do good things." And I was just like, "What am I doing with my uh, life?" What pressure? <laughs> I was like, ah. <laughs> I had like a little bit of an existential crisis. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Doing? We can make we can draw a mandala about your right? crisis. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of hit me that oh my gosh, yep, it's the end of this decade. Uh, oh wow! Oh wow! Crazy, crazy! Oh my gosh! Wow! <laughs> yeah, I have no words. Let's just sit in that uh, existential dread for a little bit and <laughs> enjoy it. Take a moment of silence. <laughs> Anyways, to fill that silence, we're going to give you some music. <laughs> um, this is a band called Salt Creek, and they're from Nebraska. And the song is called What You Would Hear. Enjoy.
of clinical populations i like it there remix pew pew pew, pew, pew. <laughs> that's a really sad <laughs> pew, pew. <laughs> sorry salt creek <laughs> sorry if i butchered your song <laughs> uh. 
Oh, okay. Salt Creek. Great song. <laughs> what um what did you guys think of it? I really like this song. It uh it is very reminiscent of me of like the music that I mm-hmm. listened to in high school. Yeah. Exactly what I was going to say like uh, yeah. and I mean Yeah. I mean no offense by this in any way, but uh cuz I don't understand why people hate on Nickelback, but it has kind of that Nickelback uh-huh. Creed kind of feel to it. Um that I really like. So no shame. Same. Yeah. No, I when I put it on, I was like, "Oh my gosh, no this is so similar to everything that I loved in high school." Um definitely like you were saying on the Creed Nickelback side of things. I was more of like the punk side of things but it's very similar um honestly the lyrics are so similar to stuff that i listened to like it was all just dark <laughs> like complete like mm-hmm. existential crises <laughs> going through it which is like a theme of my life today um and just like i don't know <laughs> stuff that it's like first world problems essentially <laughs> but i loved it <laughs> When I first started listening to it, like, you know, it's got those arpeggios in the beginning. And I'm like, all right, yeah, okay, that's on the guitar. And then, like, the drums come in and all the distortion. I'm like, yes, (laughs) here we go. (laughs) Like, this is the sweet spot for me. (laughs) (laughs) This is is what I lean towards and have always leaned towards. Same. Well, so I talked to... um, Salt Creek and asked what you would what what you would hear (laughs) is about Um, and they said it's a song about addressing yourself after spending a lot of time on the road you learn a lot of different things some of those things you can't really put into words it's more of a feeling this song conveys those feelings to me and what I think what I take from it could mean something entirely I can't read today. (laughs) This song conveys those feelings to me. And what I take from it can mean something else entirely to someone else. I hope the listener finds their own meanings meanings, and feels their own way about it. That's what it's all about anyways. I like that. Because I feel like that's how I feel about music is that it's all open to the interpretation of the listener. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, addressing yourself. Um, looking through the lyrics of the song, I was trying to figure out, um, what exactly it was about. Yeah, exactly. I really got caught up by the, who, who is speaking? Who are the characters in this song? And cause it talks about he and I and you. And so I'm like, who are, (laughs) who is this? And I finally realized this is all just like self speak. So now I've got this really cool picture of me as my current self with all of the um, decisions I've made about different situations in my life. And then I'm uh, there's my better self that's like talking to me uh, as we look on the past. Uh, And so I feel like most of the song is sung by like my better self. This is what you could hear if you were there. Um, I'm what you could be if you would care about this. Um, And so it's kind of like a self-talk, um, deep dive into what am I doing with my life? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I just picture someone like, or even myself, honestly, just like 
walking around and like you know when you walk around by yourself or you're doing things by yourself and you're like I don't know about you guys but I like constantly have self-talk going on in my head and Mm -hmm. just thinking about all the like intrusive thoughts that pop in throughout the day and then you know maybe sitting down later at the end of the day and like you were saying having that better self like coming through and journaling it out and like just trying to get those intrusive thoughts out and then like turning them around into something Mm -hmm. more meaningful Mm. um that's kind of what i got out of it but i was in the same boat i was trying to figure out like trying to so hard to like analyze this like who who exactly is talking here like who am i listening to Mm. but yeah it's just those different personalities different um thoughts that pop in that it was like a plot twist when I realized it was all the same person talking. I was like, <laughs> yeah, Ooh, plot yeah. twist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what really struck me were the verses. So the very first verse, it says he follows, never leads himself though. Yeah. And I was reading it and I was thinking, wow, like that's, I mean, that's what we all do as we start off trying to figure out ourselves, you know, like when we're developing, mm-hmm. you know, and we're talking about how this is adolescent, like this reminds us of our, of our adolescence. And like, that's what you're doing when you're in your adolescence and um, young adult life or actually, did you guys know that there's a stage of life called emerging adulthood? Yeah. 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 And it's all about, uh, focusing on yourself and figuring mm-hmm. out yourself so that you can serve others better when you're an actual adult. Mm. Yeah, I think I think it goes into your early twenties. Mm-hmm. Actually, I remember it might even be like mid late twenties. I was about to say, I still feel like I'm figuring out my life. So. <laughs> I remember it extending into like 20s and I, I thought to myself, interesting, like, so we don't always have to have it all figured out. Like, <laughs> they, make it, they make it sound like in high school and college, like, oh, well, when you leave here, you got it all, fi- you have to have it all figured out. Like, mm. nobody does. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So that, this line just made me think of that, of how you know, we, we follow for a while and sometimes we continue following, but also sometimes we have to lead ourselves Yeah, and figure I out was, where we're going. And figure out how like to do that. Line, yeah. And the lion, he swallows everything they're feeding you. Mm-hmm. Like you're just in, you're taking it all in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also that in a, a period of life where you're really easily influenced Mm-hmm. by things and you're trying to yes. figure out what is meaningful so um yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so that really struck me and then the verse after the course as well um it says um in the second line of it, it says you crave whatever's in your rear view mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. reminiscent focusing of, on the past mm-hmm. yeah yeah the glory and, days uh-huh. Yeah. There's a lot of people that that is their that's what they focus on. Cuz it's easier to look back and say, "Well, I could have done" instead of going out and trying something new and making a change. Mhm. Yeah. A phaser yeah. or something later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's what it says before. That's what the course yeah. is talking about. This, this is what you would hear if you were there. You, <laughs> yeah. I missed out on that. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. It made me think of when you're going currently going through a really hard moment. Yeah. Right. And you're so focused on the past and what you could have done or would yeah. have done. Um, mm-hmm. or like how great it was. Um, and you just want to go back to that. Um, like I know with Allison, with you talking about grad school and everything, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, oh man, I really miss that. <laughs> um, <laughs> a little pity party for myself. <laughs> and I was just telling Allison earlier that I'm about to have to sign up for grad school. They got me talked into it. So. <laughs> <laughs> We persuaded him to the dark side. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. that's what it made me think of. I think about that with like my creative self. Like I've, you know, yeah. I've, this month is the six year anniversary. Like this weekend was the six year anniversary of my first EP. And oh. I'm like, which is Happy awesome. Happy anniversary. Thank Congratulations. you. <laughs> Thank you. But it makes me go, oh my gosh, it's been six years, like, and I haven't done anything new, and I've just wasted, like, this is my own self-talk, like, I've just wasted six years of not doing, like, creative things, and granted, it's not wasted, I've been in school and doing other things, but it just, it makes you, like, look back and go, oh, what, what could I have done creatively in this time, like, so... I'm very guilty of that as well, but it's definitely been something that, like, the creative side of me has been popping in, like, hey, <laughs> mm-hmm. we need to get back into this. Mm. Yeah. The song has a lot of um, flavor of depression, like battling depression. Mm. Uh, the line, um, I'm what you could be if you could care about this or something other than nothing. Uh, just that apathy and um, Mm -hmm. kind of those missed opportunities and all that kind of stuff, the social withdrawal. uh, I just get a lot of those undertones um, in the song. Yeah. And the fact that it's in the chorus kind of makes it hit even more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Also musically in, in the chorus um, it's, it's, Almost like he's like sing screaming the yes. word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the verses are much more calm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then also in the background, it, it, I think this is what's going on. I think there are people singing in the background the this is what you would hear like elongated. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Because there are these like vocal tones, like the drone a little bit in the background underneath the main vocals. Yeah. Yeah. It almost makes me wonder if it's like not such a, like the chorus isn't such a positive thing as it is like a negative thing. Like, you know, when somebody is depressed, they are like weighed down by the depression and it's that guilty like this is what I could be like if I could go out and do this or like if I had the energy to get up and do this. And it makes me think there's this show that I watch on Netflix 
um, called Big Mouth, and it's very inappropriate. But there's this one scene at the end of the second season where um, they use like um, the imagery of a big fat cat as depression mm. and the cat like sits on one of the main characters and like weighs her down and holds her down and mm. she's like more comfortable in that way down because it's a fat cat that's like warm and fuzzy and like you know putting pressure on her and things and that's like instantly what I think of when I hear this chorus it's like well this is you know this is what you could be like if you could care about something but let's just like sit in this space so it's almost like taking away from, I think, the more positive message that you kind of like want to put on it. I guess mm-hmm. it could be perceived in two different ways. I kind of took the verses as like the the self-reflection, um, mm-hmm. kind of looking back on the past and like, this is how we, like, uh, like I said, that better self talking to your current self. Uh, but then I feel like the chorus is like the better self just shaking you by the shoulders and being like, this is what you could hear if you were there. If you just mm. cared about something other than nothing. Yeah. Which sometimes that could be positive and sometimes that could be negative. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in the end, um, the bridge type thing, it says it's for you and I. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't really understand that part. Um, like, I don't know. I, I, it's, I, I, I mean, I see it as integration. Like, it's integrating right? the past self to the, to the present self. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Understanding that um, even though you're not as happy with your past or you are happy with your past, whatever it is, whatever you're feeling it is, um, it still is part of you currently. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it shaped without the past, you don't have the present, you know, that's, yeah. that's what I think it is. Yeah. I kind of just took it as, as this is the, the best thing. Like this is the best outcome for us, us mm. being me, but like, it's for you and I. I'm I'm telling you all of this so that we can be better. Or so that we can both hear it. Yeah. This is a deep song. It really is. <laughs> Y'all should see the page my lyrics page. Yeah. I got notes yeah. and pictures everywhere. You have pictures on your page? I do. I had to figure out who these characters were. <laughs> It makes me think of the meme of the woman that's like looking off to the side with all of the like ge- geometry figures and like mathematical <laughs> equations. And- <laughs> we, should put, we should put your profile picture in that. It's, like, it's all a conspiracy. <laughs> or like the gif from It's Always Sunny. Yeah. With, um, <laughs> that map. <laughs> yeah, Charlie. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, um, uh, speaking of pictures, you were saying you were trying to figure out who all these people were and you drew pictures. That would be a really cool, um, I guess, experience or intervention mm-hmm. with mm. this. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. If, if you were doing some sort of multimodal, like, 
self-exploration type session, um, drawing or doing some or painting or whatever um, mm-hmm. images of who these people are. And yeah. if it's yourself, you know, your, your past self and future self or current self. Yeah, I think that'd be a really cool juxtaposition to draw a self-portrait of yourself from the past and a self-portrait of you now and, like, see mm-hmm. yeah. how far you've come or that would open up a whole whole conversation. Mm-hmm. Especially with your population, John, because yeah. there's actually a physical difference. Yeah. 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 Or even having pictures, like sharing pictures. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Actual ones that you have. Yeah. Yeah. And that would be a good reminiscence of talking about, like, this is what I was like. Um, you know, if they have the cognitive ability to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This is, this is what my personality was like. This is, um, you know, some things that I was going through and. Yeah, just getting really into what you were and what you are now. Yeah, I love that idea. Yeah. I'm going to have to use that. Right? I think it would be cool to do some uh, role play. Um, I think I've, hmm. I've, used, I've talked about this intervention before in a previous episode about how um, <clears throat> in psychotherapy, um, sometimes in a group setting, other group members will hold space and you can talk, have a conversation with yourself um, any part of yourself that you need to work through. Um, so I think it would be really neat to do that with instruments um, or even with re- rewriting lyrics to the song of like intrusive thoughts that you've had or have, you know, had that day or in the past kind of thing and almost kind of role play through that. Um, yeah. So yeah. if you were doing role playing with instruments, mm-hmm. How would that kind of look like? Um, so maybe it would be something that, like, your future self could say to your younger self, um, but not using words, so you're just playing it. Um, mm. Or maybe something that you were going through or intrusive thoughts that you were having often in, in that younger place, um, or even currently. And playing mm. through that and then maybe reframing it um, but just doing it in a in a way that's less vulnerable and um, you know people when you're talking through it sometimes it's kind of scary so um, mm-hmm. just doing that creatively and not having to say a word at all I think that's something that I'm starting to use with my clients more is like You don't have to explain yourself to me. You don't have to feel like you need to, um, like, put a a label on it. Just play it and let it out and let it go. Mm. And just me listening to it and being there to validate that and, like, hold space for that is enough. Mm -hmm. So Mm. um, I think that would be a really nice experience. Mm. I like that. You, You just share it with yourself. Yeah. It's really similar to kind of what I had thought about doing, um, but doing more journaling. Um, so have mm-hmm. the participants journal um, after listening to the song, kind of discussing what the song's about. Um, have them journal. If you could go back in time and tell yourself um, some encouraging word 
when you were going through a bad time, what would that be and why? Um, and then ask them again, like, what words of encouragement do you need to hear today or like now? Um, mm-hmm. And then maybe have them write down some I am statements, some positive I am statements on index cards that they could take and put um, around their house or something to um, encourage them through the week. And then I took um, the after the whole band comes in um, at the beginning, I took like the first four bars and made a loop out of it. Um, And it's kind of that part of the chorus that's this is what you should hear and or this is what you could hear. But changing the words to um, having the participants say this is what I should hear. I am fill in the blank and then have the group repeat back. This is what you should hear. You are oh, blank. I and love give that. those words of affirmation back to them. Um, and you kind of get that encouragement to go home with you, but also um, get validated by your peers. Oh, I love that. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah. I like that. That's cool. Good idea, John. Thank you. And I'm not comfortable with the the looping and stuff. So I just sat down at my computer and um, popped the song into GarageBand. And it was so easy to make a loop. So for all you music therapists out there who are intimidated, (laughs) you just get in GarageBand and play around for a little bit. This is easy. Yeah. Oh, man. Audacity, GarageBand, whatever. It's easy. Actually, I honestly, I'm not a fan of Audacity. I'm sorry. It's, It's it's. It's ugly. It's not visually appeasing. It is very ugly, but when you don't have a MacBook, like for me for a long time, like I just got a MacBook for school this year. Mm-hmm. I've always had a PC, and so I never had like GarageBand, and it came on PCs. And mm-hmm. yes, it's very ugly, but for like the purpose of, you know, um, cutting things, slicing things, looping, um, adjusting pitch and, and tempo and things like that, it's so easy like uh yeah until i got pro tools that's what i used um as a teenager Mm. but um yeah if that's all you have access to like yeah you're right you're right you're right you're right you're right you're right (laughs) okay off of my audacity spiel um I (laughs) i was thinking so kind of going off of your journaling thing john so i have worked with people in substance abuse recovery before. Um, And there was one session I did where they had to write a letter to their past self after analyzing a song. Um, And this was when they were towards the end of their treatment. So they had been through um, a long time, like 12 weeks of recovery at this point, maybe longer. Um, And... Um, yeah, so, and they, so they've had enough distance from whatever they were addicted to, to, um, to have more insight as to why they were doing what they were doing and what was underneath that addiction. Um, and so I, I don't remember what song I used for it, but I wish the song existed during that time, like three years ago. Um, four years, no, not three years ago. Oh my gosh. Why was it so long ago? Um, years ago. (laughs) Um, it's 2030. It's 
ah, okay. Um, anyways, yeah, I wish this song was released when I was in my internship because this would be great. And it's definitely the style of music that a lot of the um, younger veterans I was working with listen to. Um, yeah. So writing a letter, um, like doing a song analysis, but also honing on, on this is what you would hear um, and writing a letter to their past self um, with, yeah, just things that they need to hear. I think a letter takes on a little bit different um, space than a, a journal entry. Yeah. Um, a journal is still like private, but it's not directed mm. at yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like that writing a letter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing I was thinking, I mentioned before how there are background vocals behind the chorus and it, it it sounds mm-hmm. like it's just part of the chorus, just with the words elongated. So it's just slowed down and longer. <clears throat> and um, um, the kids I currently work with, um, when we're trying to sing songs, um, it's really hard, not yeah. really hard, but sometimes it's hard for them to catch on to the lyrics that quickly. Yeah. And, and, you know, think of the next word that quickly. Um, so sometimes we have to make the song longer and elongate it mm-hmm. um, so that they have time to go from the next word to the other. Um, so we wrote an original song last year and I made it a little too fast for our main singer to sing. Um, so I had to slow it down so that um, during rehearsals so that um, he could eventually speed up um, over the course of like two months to get to the speed that he needed to be to sing the song. Um, but it just made me think of, yeah, working with my kids with disabilities and just any work with you know youth or adults with disabilities, sometimes you have to if they'll want to play a song or sing a yeah. song, but they vocally and um, physically can't do it and mentally as well. So um, adapting to their needs um, so that they can be successful and sing a song that they want to sing. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. doing that a lot. Mm-hmm. With some of my dementia training, we talk about that there are um, – kind of tiers to what our different residents can do at different stages. Mm -hmm. So we've got the more independent thinker and doer. And so give them like, if we're, um, uh, I do things other than music therapy. So if we're baking cupcakes, have them measure out the ingredients, um, something that, you know, is within their, their willpower or wheelhouse to do. Um, and then we've got the people who need a specific tasks. And so maybe they're putting the cupcake liners in the tins or stirring or, you know, they've got one job to do. And then we've got our, you know, critic and supervisor um, (laughs) that's more of our observer. Um, uh, I'm always like, all right, don't let me put in more than four. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, you almost let me do that. (laughs) You know, just really engage them in in the activity. But um, I'm always thinking about, like, how can I make one activity or one session plan work for many different levels of um, for me residents or clients or, or whatever your terminology is. 
So like with this song, having those elongated parts, um, you know, would allow for someone who needs um, those elongated parts to have still be a part of this performance or, you know, get involved in some way. Yeah. Yeah. If we were recreating the song. Yeah, it definitely allows for more participation. And I think focusing on that um, when you've got different parts that they're all like really important parts to the song, you've got to have the supportive parts to the lead vocals or, you know, the song balances off and everybody's got a very important role uh, in, Mm -hmm. in that creation. Yeah. There's everybody has, everybody plays a role. Like I have to remind my, my group clients that of that sometimes, like, especially if, I know that they have a preferred instrument and I'm trying to like let everybody else have a turn with it as well. And I'm like, Hey, look, just because you don't have this one this time doesn't mean that like your, your parts aren't important or that this instrument's not as cool. You know, everybody gets a turn with it. Everybody's important in here. Um, yeah. Just mm-hmm. reminding them of that, like, you know, having that instrument is like almost a form of control sometimes. And that's like the one thing that they can control. And when you take that away, sometimes it's really hard, but just reminding them that it's okay. Which, I mean, going back to how, you know, this is a band making this, it's, it's, um, it's interesting how, I mean, it's, the subject is singular in the song, but it's, this message isn't, told without the whole band exactly yeah 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 i was gonna say what a great song yeah and there's so many ways that it can be used and understood and yeah and i mean that was the intent of the song yeah (laughs) Yeah. i mean it says right here i hope the listener finds their own meanings yeah (laughs) i mean they did a great job of that um and I think you could also fill a whole session just with lyric discussion and um, dissecting, you know, what does he mean by um, every time he feels new or, you know, just pull out these different lines. And I think you could have um, some really good conversation with just strict mm-hmm. lyric analysis. Definitely. Oh, yeah. I and agree. like doing the technique where you have them look at the lyrics and circle things that they pop out and stand out to them while listening and then have everybody go around mm-hmm. the room and share their perspective on it and what was important. And it's really, I love doing that with my, my group clients. Like it's always fun to see how everybody has a different line that they, um, that they really love or that they um, understand, like they all understand it in a different way. And it's, it's my favorite thing to do. I love lyric analysis. Mm-hmm. I think all three of us said that our, we had a different favorite line, you know, when we were talking about it <laughs> yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, so yeah. It, Yes, it, definitely. We all said it. Um, well, thank you, Salt Creek. <laughs> yes, thank um, you. Yeah, we really enjoyed yeah. the song. <laughs> um, yeah, the video is cool, too. Go check it out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, video is cool with all the lights and stuff. Yeah. We'll uh, link it in the show notes. Um, Guys, if you want to hear more from Salt Creek, um, this is off of an album that they actually um, just released Mm -hmm. this year called If You Were There. Um, Or an EP. They released it. 
this year and um it's really great um catch a show they go on tour a lot yeah they have Um, some coming up i think they have like five or six coming up mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah. so go catch them if you can um other than that um if you guys are going to be at national conference next month we will too we are presenting friday uh afternoon i believe Mm -hmm. Yes. So come, there's a lot of other cool sessions going on at the same time. So we won't be mad if you don't come, but we would love if you could come because then you get to be part of an episode and be part of the squad. So, yes, yes we would love to have you. Um, other than that, if you'd like to support us, as usual, we have our bop shop. You get a T-shirt, a mug, a sticker, anything. Um, and then we also have our Patreon and that is clinical no, patreon.com slash clinical populations. Um, it helps us continue this podcast. Um, I think that should be it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, guys, yeah. we are going to sign off. Um, and we hope that you enjoy uh, what you would hear by Salt Creek. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.